Tracer, and welcome to Tales Wales, uh, which is the Mabinogion for the TikTok generation. And I'm joined by the Donald Trump to my Barack Obama, Jack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought I started out, that started out, I was like, oh, I like this, this is great. And I'm the Trump of the piece, am I? I'm fucking... <laughs> Yeah, you also, do. nice of you to cast yourself as fucking the hero of the piece, the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, of course, the absolute dish. I'm, I can swish a basketball, and I don't mind to you say, want, I smoked a joint. You want fucking Medicare for all? I want, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, to fucking touch girls up in change rooms. My God. <laughs> oh, that is, oh, that is an odd taste. I'm drinking mm. chocolate-flavoured rum. And it tastes generally like chocolate. Yeah, I keep whispering it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Your secret safety. You explain why why I had to whisper. Okay, yeah, so you don't have to say it. So uh yeah. Frank, are you sure this is not gonna be listened to by the yeah, the other half? Right, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Right, so And uh, if anyone Franco, does snitch uh, back to her then I'll know who yeah, I'll, I'll, snitches. I'll don't who be doing that. Yeah. Don't be plastering our fucking <laughs> socials with this. So <laughs> Franco was saying, I'm not drinking tonight because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ill or whatever, a little bit, a bit under the weather. Tired. I, I took that on my stride, a bit tired, you know, we've all been there. But anyway, then uh, he, he did confide in me earlier that he was like, I did put a little, like, a drop of rum in the first drink. And then when he went away, we'd had a great time recording the last episode because it's a doubler, as we often do. And um, yeah, he came back and I said, Oh, did you put a little something, something in, in, in this one then? He said, I put some chocolate rum, but don't uh, but don't tell the missus because that's what we were meant it. to drink together. <laughs> and he had to whisper it, and it was the quietest little thing. But like, you know, our, our shitty little headphone, <laughs> he- uh, uh, sorry, our gaming headphone and mics. <laughs> I picked it up. So yeah, that's why he's uh, he's got a bit of a chocolatey <laughs> waz. It's to too his, intense. Man. I, I don't think stuff like that should like it's, rums and stuff should just be. I don't know. I just uh, let's move Chocolate on. Chocolate and rum doesn't seem like something that <laughs> yeah. should go together. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I don't. Get Are we going to start with a, a nice uh, a what you call it a review? I got one ready. Yeah, go on, mate. Hit us with them. Yeah, yeah. So this is just another nice one. This is by a uh, tree carver. Um, we have such from fun Apple Podcasts. People's names, don't we? We do. We really do. Like so tree carver said, "Feels like a chat at the pub." Five stars. Love this podcast. It feels just like a casual chat at the pub with a commentary about a historical event in Wales thrown in. Nice couple of lads and an easy listen. Oh, go on, Tree Cheers, Tree Carver, babe. Yeah. Go carve those trees. To yeah. yeah tree, <laughs> I was about to say, you need any help carving trees? I'm fucking there if you man, but I probably wouldn't yeah. be, and I'd probably be useless if I did turn yeah. up, so. We should start carving in tails for whales on trees in there. Or tree carver does it for us. We got oh, a man yeah. in the industry. <laughs> why? Why do it ourselves? We got a we got a man to do it for us. Yeah. Our man on the inside. Um. Um. Ooh, double ums. Yeah. What, what are you gonna say? <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. Um. I can't remember. You you threw me off with my um. Uh. That was mm. my place to um, and you ummed all over the shop. Um. No, you hit me with your um, and mine will come back. Mine was pod related. It's all right. Oh, was your was yours a, a technical thing for a for us? No, no, no. It was. I think it was going to be that. Um, I think if people want to, if people do want shout outs for their businesses or whatever, um, drop us a message and we can shout you out one. Especially if you're um, UK based. Yeah, and um, if you, if you you know as long as you're small time, once you get to quite big time, we are going to expect yeah, monetary cans. compensation because. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, or at least you don't even have to pay us. Yeah, don't pay us some money. I tell you what, if you just provided all the booze we drink on this pod, I'd more than happily do that. That'd be yeah. great. Not having to put my money in my uh, my hand in my own pocket. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, my um was going to be uh, I was going to talk about <laughs> how I went to uh to see Jack Whitehall yesterday. Oh yeah. I told you yeah, about that. The I gave a little text Jack. before I went to Betty Boys. You had the lesser of us two, Jacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um. Yeah, decent, decent. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I will say is it was um, uh, some of the clientele. I'm not making. I, I don't think this is um, sort of uh, spit out. Call of Jack Whitehall's. No, no, not all about Jack Whitehall's uh, uh, fans. But there was a lot of um, what I would describe as thickos uh, <laughs> in the crowd, right? And it's <laughs> there was. Uh, for example, we, we 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 me and Amy sat in seats. We got a drink. We sat in our seats. Mm. It's quite an obvious sort of uh, seating plan, you know. You get your yeah. ticket. It says you're in like block D. No, sorry, block six. Oh, that was row a thicko. D. I know. Now was a thicko. <laughs> Jesus, I fucked myself there. <laughs> block six. You're in row D and your seat twenty six, right? Yeah. Fairly obvious. The only the only trouble is finding where the blocks are if you're not familiar with it, right? We got pointed to our block, easy enough to find D26, right? Someone, like, two seats in front of us was, like, they, they walked up, and then they really started freaking out, and they were like, I don't know if these are the right seats! I don't know if these are the right seats! <laughs> like, with the boyfriend and girlfriend, and, and she was going, what's it say? What's it say on the ticket? She was like, I don't know! And it's <sighs> like, because you can't read it. You can't People read it. stress me out and, so much. And then, some two girls came up to us, to me and Amy, and were like, oh, you're in our seats? And we were like, we're not. <laughs> and they were like, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and they said, and then they're like, we're really not. And she was like, we're in D26. They said, yeah, in block six. And they went, they looked at the f- things and went, uh, and then I saw them walk down and talk to like the, the sort of, um, I can what's just the, picture what's the person called? All this, like oh, I, I, was not, I had my, I got my two pinter from the bar and I was sipping that. It was a joy. And Staring at them the entire time. Yeah. I was watching the entire time. And they went to the what do they call Usher. it? Is, is it chauffeur? Usher, oh, Usher. Usher, yeah, yeah, Usher. And they and they went, oh no, you're over here. And they were the complete opposite end of the fucking <laughs> arena to us. And I was just saying, you fucking thick pricks, just bloody look at your ticket and look at the signs. They're all around the place. Do my head in. Um, I like that you it's call ridiculous. him a chauffeur because he does kind of drive you to your seat if you're a thicko. Well, in a way, yeah. In a way, he's yeah. a chauffeur. Of That's the, what we uh... had to do. I saw, I saw him like literally lead them all the way up, and I just thought. Like that, the audacity to like I wouldn't. I'm so fucking socially awkward. Mm. I wouldn't say to someone, "You're in my seat," unless I was yeah. like, "I've had Hench. it double stamped and triple stamped yeah. that you <laughs> yeah. are in my seat." The high commissioner of the seat, the seated <laughs> plan, has I've, told me. I've, I've gone to the, the owner of Motor Point Arena and gone, <laughs> yeah. "Can you just confirm that I got this yeah. right?" And he's gone, "Yeah, no problem. That's done." And that's the only way I'd ever say, "You're in my seat." Fucking fuckers. <laughs> I like a second episode because I've only had one pint or uh, one drink, and uh, you always can tell that. <laughs> I feel like oh, I'm a God, listener. I'm on, I, like, <laughs> I think I'm on my seventh or something, so I'm a little on my way. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you started a bit before I did it all, and didn't you had a few yeah. in one Oh, views. after tea, mate. <laughs> no, no, sorry, with tea. With, with tea. tea. What was dinner? Oh, we had. Uh, we were going to have lovely uh, tacos tonight, right? Yeah. But um, Tesco delivered a 
very mediocre amount of mints. So <laughs> we're gonna have to top that up. We don't get that anymore. So yeah. then we uh, we had to have stuffed peppers with lumi. Uh, with tacos and, and couscous. No, no tacos, mate. Those are oh. those are gone for another day now. Um, well, well, well. Um, but right, it, was, it was decent. It was nice. Yeah. But then I was like, because it was a high, because it was a um, low calorie meal. Yeah. I was like, well, I'll have a, I'll have a choc ice afterwards, <laughs> and then I'll have a fab as well. Fabs. I didn't know they were still good. Like, yeah. Amy got, like Amy got no a bunch calories. of those in. Yeah, they're nothing in them because yeah, they're maybe. fucking tiny. That's why yeah. it's, it's fucking shrinkflation. <laughs> they're right? fab, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, well, they are quite fab, I suppose. <laughs> not as fab as they used to be. <laughs> they are quite fab. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, probably should get on to our fucking <laughs> to our yeah, episode, maybe before we? you fall off a cliff and absolutely. Oh, I know, Jesus! Yeah. I'm, I'm on my way. Hang on. Let me let me just get my no no it's too early never mind I won't get my my, my next beer you just have to wait I'll just have to put a pause into it <laughs> so you're speaking to yourself it's what your internal monologue sounds do- like I'm doing my um well uh, for the audience we play uh, cards sometimes and um oh, uh, yeah. I always get I always get ripped into because I like kind of. David uh, do a play-by-play play of what I'm doing. I'm like, well, oh, I'm, I'm running through there. I'm going to get the ammo. I'm going to change my gun to a sniper. I'll be sniper listening. We'll all be trying to like, focus on where we're at. There's like four of us playing. And you'll just hear, oh, there's ammo on the floor here. Oh, I don't want that ammo. Oh, there's a smoke grenade there. Oh, I don't really like a smoke grenade. <laughs> we're all there like, trying to hear footsteps coming before we all get killed. Oh, shit, oh what, are the, uh, what are the pros and cons to a uh, thermite versus a smoke? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll use that later. <laughs> Shut up. Slamming myself. Slamming Come myself. on, then. Get into the epi. Right, okay then. So, today, uh, I'm going to cover uh, Captain Henry Morgan's antics. What? Lake We've already done Mar- him. I know, I know we have. But he, uh, he had many an antic, and the one I'm on about, uh, or sorry, there's a, there's a, it's a double pairing tonight. Uh, the antics he took in Lake Maracaibo and Lakeba, which is modern-day Gibraltar. I'm just going to call it Gibraltar, because Lakeba... Mm. Uh, is there's more likelihood of me fucking that up, so I'm just going to Gibraltar. But yes, uh, this happened between 1668 and 1669. And if you've listened to our very first episode, I believe it is, mm-hmm. you'll have heard about how Captain Morgan attacked Panama City with his crew of pirates. Uh, but what I'll be talking about today, it happened before that battle by about a year or two. So this is like the sort of precursor to that. And... Uh, if you don't know who Captain Henry Morgan is, as I said, we've covered it in our first episode, um, and we go into a bit more detail there of who he is and what he was. Uh, I would advise listening to that if you haven't heard it before, but if not, the short and sweet of it is Captain Morgan was a famous Welsh pirate or privateer, if you like, that plundered Spanish colonies and ships in the Caribbean from about 1663 to 1671, made famous uh, by Captain Morgan's spice rum to many. That's certainly how uh, I first heard of him. Yeah, um, me. Uh, but he, yeah, it, the I, I like the spice rum. Don't get me wrong, but the the history is is so much sweeter, baby. <laughs> it's not that rum is it's gorgeous. Not, it's not. Yeah, don't ever. <laughs> if anyone said that to me, I'd fucking punch him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, he was a very famous and successful pirate, even managed to gain enough reputation and wealth for himself that he retired from the buccaneer in life to live as a lieutenant governor in Jamaica, where he died in 1688. But anyway, I'll rewind back 
before old Cappy Morgan threw in the towel on the privateering life and talk about one of his more lucrative misadventures. So this series of events happened not long after Morgan and his crew had captured the town of Portobello, where he also managed to gain a small fortune. After enjoying his ill-gotten gains at Port Royal in Jamaica, he and his 800 men set sail to a small island called, and I'll probably mispronounce this, Le- Leavachi. It's got a lot of like double, um, uh, it's got a lot of Welsh letters in it, so double oh. L's and CH's Leavachi. I would say Leavach oh, yeah. in, in, in Welsh, but it's, uh, I imagine it's, that's not how it's done because it's, it's uh, Jamaican or even Spanish at the time, maybe. Uh, well, so I listened to this this podcast where they mentioned Austra- uh, new, uh, Jamaican guys just sound Welsh, and to them they think we sound the same. I have heard if you do too hardcore Welsh accent, you just yeah. start sounding a little bit Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that has any like. I imagine if any. Well, imagine if any um, linguist would agree with this, but who knows? Yeah. So in the, on this island, uh, Leavachi, I'm gonna I'm gonna dub it. Yeah. Um. They decided to hatch a plan to rob the Spanish of even oh, more. I wish we could hatch a plan. I'd, I'd love it if me and you one day, like where we had a big table and I, I knock everything off the table and I produce a map and I say, here. I was about to say, a map and you, you know, you, you in, the, in the movies you slam a dagger down on the target. That's so cool. I'd love that but for us, And then like you have a... the little... You have like custom-made fucking like ornaments to do your troops. Like I always thought that in... um. In Game of Thrones, Ooh. where they're like, "Hey, look the uh, yeah the lion, the Lannisters, yeah. the Lannisters are coming from the north or whatever, yeah. uh, or no, there would be the north, whatever south." Like we've had these custom-made lion uh, things. <laughs> how long did that Took take? So uh, no, what yeah. about yeah, how many from the war weeks. effort have been put into <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're at a door. Yeah. But yeah. look how cool this flayed man looks. <laughs> but how? It, I mean, I'm I am telling you, it looked cool though. Yeah, so the flayed man looks shit. sick. Uh, but also, oh, yeah. it, why, why, why yeah. would you do that? That would have so intricate back then <laughs> yeah. with medieval technology. Um, I, Absolutely mental. I don't even mean for a war, but I mean like a heist. I love it, like, you know, in a good heist film mm. where we, we'll knock that and we'll be like trying to rob cans from like from uh, Burton upon Trent's brewery in Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we couldn't even on, sat- on Saturday, we couldn't even plan for all of us to have a meal midday because yeah. if some of us did. But people like Andy, the guy who got uh, you know wedged by the bench on yeah. the floor, yeah, that's he last went, week's nah, episode. I'll be all right. I'll, I'll be all right. That's last week's episode. Sorry, yeah. but um, yeah, those who've listened will know. <laughs> but uh, he fell. He fell off a bench and he was like straddling it like a horse, and it fell over, and it was like a horse was like in between his legs, you know. And he was like, <laughs> we were saying you got to cut the leg, and he was like, no, I want to, I want to walk again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, my point is, we can't even plan uh, a night out where all of us have like some lunch. Yeah. So we're <laughs> yeah. a little we're a little way off. Yeah, we always say that we're gonna have we're gonna not just day drink all day. We'll make sure we don't get too drunk, and we'll stop off and have food along the way, or we'll we'll, we'll have like more than a light bite, and we only ever have a light bite. I literally had a small bowl of chips and a garlic bread for like the entire day and it was like a 12 hour your thing, garlic bread did you well mate because I think uh, Andy literally only had chips well he bought three bowls was... of chips and then gave out to did everyone he? else yeah he oh, got I them gave, the oh, idiot <laughs> I had a fucking Dumb. Angus burger man and I was there till the end yeah it was great yeah I, I, yeah, I was there till the relatively end because I had to walk back to the little slug house with the, well that's what yeah. I'm saying is that, that garlic bread you were there like 
maybe an hour before we left, so you, yeah. did, you did well. Did pretty good. And I was there an hour before some people turned up, so actually I'm just as good as you, okay? Sorry. All right, all right, mate. <laughs> so we did hatch plan. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah, come on then. Anyway, right, sorry, back to the, yeah, back to the thing. Sorry, too much jibber-jabber. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so he and his men decided to attack the settlement of Cartagena de Indias, the richest and most important city on Spanish control. Morgan was assisted by a former Royal Navy frigate called the Oxford that had been sent to him by Sir Thomas Modiford, the English governor of Jamaica. So just an aside here, Morgan was a privateer at this point as opposed to a pirate. So there's a, a very slim distinction between the two. So technically, a privateer is an employment of whichever government is is giving them a a letter called the um I think it's called the letter of marquee. Oh yeah. So plenty of countries used to do this. So basically they give pirates a letter saying they're allowed to rob and destroy ships as long as they are ships that are of the enemy. So when the English were at war with Spain for example, like in this era, Captain Henry Morgan was not like a an English loyalist or anything like that. He was a pirate. Yeah, but he's a mercenary. They were they yeah he's a mercenary for hire. So they would say, you know what, you're a good pirate. You're going to do damage to the Spanish. So you have a letter of marquee from us. Fill your boots and anything you you uh, any ship you conquer and kill and whatever you can plunder, no problem. So that's the sort of just to just to clarify what was going on. That's why the um, English governor of Jamaica at that time, that Thomas Modiford, sent him the Oxford, the the massive frigate. Anyway, Morgan, impressed with the Oxford, made it his flagship of his fleet and called all his captains to him for a war council. Uh, Now, this isn't the best start by any means, but a spark ended up igniting the ship's powder supply, causing an explosion, destroyed the ship and killed over 200 of its crew. Right, oh, Morgan God. and some of the captains were blown into the water and they managed Fuck. to survive. But all the other captains, as well as 200 crew, were fucking killed oh. just because they had a little meeting. Can you imagine? I can just imagine some guy smoking a little ciggy <laughs> and going, like, Oh, well, I'll, try, I'll just shut this down below deck. There's nothing down there. And someone goes, There's powder down there, mate. What? Boom. Oh, someone. <laughs> They, they do what we just said then. They get the whole map out on the table. Someone leans forward with a candle. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> Don't you dare try and stop this, me. No stopping me this time, Smee. This is it. Don't make a move, Smee. Not a step. My finger's on the trigger. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Oh, not again. This is it. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me. Smee, you better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. I'm coming. I'm coming. This is not a joke. I'm committing a suicide. But yeah, so that is a that is not the best start to this um, no. to this little venture they had. Anyway. So the loss of the Oxford, and also <laughs> your mate in fucking government has gone. Hey mate, I've basically skewed the victory. Yeah. I got you a nice big frigate. Got, yeah, yeah, blew it up, mate. How that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Someone was fucking flicking yeah. fang butts near yeah. the bow. We, we we are pirates. You're aware. <laughs> <laughs> this is why yeah. we're not government employees. This is why contractors. Okay. Yeah. 
So the loss of the Oxford meant that Morgan's forces were too small to attempt an attack on Tartagena. But instead, they decided to attack two smaller cities located along the shore of Lake Maracaibo, uh, in mo- which is modern-day Venezuela. The two towns were named Maracaibo, where the lake got its name from, or vice versa, I assume, and Gibraltar. I explained earlier why I'm not going to call it its real name, because yeah. it's too difficult to say. The first target on the agenda was Maracaibo, and although Morgan and his men knew a lesser-known channel to access the lake, the Spanish had built the San Carlos de la Barra Fortress just outside the city to defend the town. I am probably going to struggle to do these Spanish names a bit, but I think I got that yeah, one. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. While their ships laid down covering fire, Morgan and his men landed on the beach and stormed the fortress. But once they were in, they realised the Spanish had left the place severely undermanned. There was only nine men stationed there, not even enough to fire the fortress's 11 cannons. While at first they were confused, Morgan realised the Spaniards' plan when they found a huge stash of powder kegs with a slow-burning fuse fizzling towards it. Now, this seems like a big moment in a pirate movie or something, yeah. doesn't it? Like, how the hell did Morgan get out of this one? Oh my god, he's been fucking duped. But it's super anticlimactic. He just extinguished the fuse. <laughs> he just went, lick, licked his fucking fingers, went, no problem. I often think, though, do you like sea fortresses? I actually think mm. it's about castles as well. Do you know, like when invading armies come and they retreat to the castle? Why mm. doesn't the invading army just carry on doing whatever it's like, or just live in this town, or you know, take over everything? Go fine, you stay in the castle. We'll just be out here running the show. And uh, yeah, you're you, you've 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 clued into something there, mate. That might come up later on. Because uh, well, I was going to say specifically on pirate stuff. There's often like mm. fortresses in the sea. It's like, the sea is massive. Just go round it. But anyway, I'll go back yeah. to you. But mine was also around well, this, castles. This was only um, this was only a difficulty for them because this channel they used to get into this. Uh, it's called Lake, but you know, like yeah. um, like the Great Lakes, where they're enormous. Yeah, the, the Spanish had positioned this thing on basically at like, the entrance. Yeah, so you had to so, go. So like yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it you had to go you. past it, and then and I yeah. think what the thing was, I was reading up about it, was because they're on water, right? Uh, and they you can you can at this point you could outfit a castle essentially with cannons. Yeah. You could just smash in, you, you just just fire and fire and fire into ships, yeah. and the right hit, if you got lucky, would sink them, you know, yeah. or, or or knock their mast off or something like that. Whereas them, that to stop you firing, they'd have to hit you bang on on the the cannon, yeah. which is almost impossible, yeah. and everything ever cannonball would just bounce off the walls. So this is the thing it was quite a good thing by the Spanish it was like p- positioned perfectly to defend this this city the fort guns were sabotaged so they wouldn't be a threat to the f- their fleet and the pirates left for the city of Maracaibo Morgan arrived at the city and found it largely deserted suspecting the town had either seen or been warned of their attack on the fortress and fled him and his men spent three weeks sacking the city searching for escapees both within its walls and the surrounding jungle some that they found were tortured into revealing where money or treasure could be found. And once Morgan was satisfied there was nothing else to loot, he left and sailed for Gibraltar. There, the residents put up more of a fight, firing their cannons in enough of a barrage to keep Morgan's large ships at a distance. Morgan and his men landed at a nearby beach by way of canoe and attacked the town from the landward approach. Morgan and his cutthroats made short work of the city's residents, and once again, there was evidence of torture as a oh. method that had been used to find hidden yeah, valuables. It's probably not the best this guy, time, is he? 
No, this time it went on for five weeks as well. So five weeks of torch to those residents. Yeah, it it does make you think. Fucking, mm, you know, I know we like to cover Welsh heroes on this, yeah. don't we? But like a yeah. few of them, uh, they they range from like what I would say are abject like pa- uh, patriotic heroes to like scumbags i mean we did yeah. one recently didn't we uh tum chum cat and we were like i think this is the first <laughs> dickhead we've ever covered on the, yeah on but this. even he didn't yeah. torture i mean we probably covered no. other, other kings who have done so it just feels a bit more brutal when you when you read it out loud isn't it when it's part of the official sort of history yeah, yeah it's a bit rough isn't <laughs> yeah, it? yeah yeah so shortly after morgan was informed that a spanish defense squadron the armada de balavento was waiting for him at the channel he'd entered the lake from, not too far from where the fortress they disabled was situated. The Spanish forces, under the command of a man named Don Alonso del Campo, had 126 cannons in their armada uh, and had also rearmed the fortress. Don Alonso and Morgan were back and forth in negotiations for a week, culminating in a final offer from Don Alonso for Morgan to leave all their spoils in order for them to return to Jamaica unharmed. Or, as uh, the bit I was reading, uh, uh, the quote was, or unmolested, Ooh. was the... And it's like, <laughs> as if he was going like, if you don't leave your shit here, Morgan, I'll fucking yeah. touch you up. Like, fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Grab Kevin your dick. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking Kevin Spacey you. What's that? Mm. Fucking wait and fight. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> anyway. So Morgan put the final offer to his men because, as we discussed in our Barty V episode, if anyone's listened to that, the Pirates Code dictated decisions like this would actually be decided by vote from the crew. So Morgan's crew voted to fight their way out rather than lose the riches that they'd worked for. So these weren't just the riches from what they got from um, Gibraltar and uh, that first place I mentioned, I can't remember his name now, but there were several sort of instances before this. So they concocted a plan to face the Spanish, even though they were completely outgunned. So they came up with a cunning plan that, if successful, would destroy the Spanish Armada's flagship, the Magdalen, tipping the scales for them dramatically. The crew prepared a smaller ship that they'd seized in Gibraltar and placed vertical logs along its deck with hats placed on top of them to fool the Spanish into thinking the vessel was crewed. They cut additional portholes in the hull and placed more logs within them so they resembled cannons to make the ship look more heavily armed. They packed the ship with barrels of powder and laced the ship's rigging with grappling irons to entangle the Magdalene's ropes and sails. And then on May the 1st, 1669, Morgan and his flotilla attacked the Spanish Armada, and early in the battle, their plan to use their fire ship paid off, setting the Magdalene aflame and disabling it. So what they did, they stuffed it full of explosives, sailed it into the the Armada. Yeah, and, uh, they stuffed it full of explosives. They made it look like there was people on the yeah. deck, and made it look like there was way more cannons on it, so it looked like a more dangerous ship. And they Two? essentially float it towards yeah. the big, the big biggest ship of of and the Armada. And the the the, the the grappling thing was so the things on the side just so what they do, do you remember those, uh, what they are is um you know like when you see uh uh they're like how do i say it? They're metal hooks but they're yeah. like four ways they come out yeah you know, they're yeah. like um, you only ever yeah, see so them being detach- these scale things 
Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they uh, so they chat that they they weaved them into their own that ship's rigging, so that when it collided with the Magdalene, it would those things would like grab onto its ropes, cut the ropes, cut the sails, and basically immobilize it so it couldn't it couldn't run away. Yeah. Basically. Um, the I once playing. Do you ever play the game Mob when you were younger? Mob. No, it was like that? you'd you'd have one person by a pillar. And then they'd go mob mob one two three, and they'd, no, they'd like count, and then everyone would hide. And your oh. job was to get back to the post. And if they, if you saw you yeah, running, they'd but go. But if they got you, yeah. Yeah, they'd put their hand on the post, go mob mob one two three. I see Jack running towards me, and then you are on the got mob you. team. You had um, to be sly, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I once put my hat on the car. This is God's honest truth. I put my hat. I had a cap on, and I put that on the the bonnet of a car, like near it. So, um, and then I like. Like snuck off to go a bit further around, and um, this girl who I was playing against was like, "Mob, mob, one, two, three. I see Frank's behind that tr- uh, that car. Frank, I can see you. I can see you behind that car. I can see you behind the car." And she walked over to like shout at me, and I ran from behind and got to the mob. mob and I tricked oh. her with the old hat on it. And I thought that's something you'd only see in movies. <laughs> I thought, how did that come off? Captain Morgan reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you fucking torture after? Yeah, like, I did five weeks of torture. Like, yeah. the, the good folk of Dinas Powis. This is a um, this is an absolute side tangent. But do you remember playing a, a, a game called Manhunt when you were younger? Kind of. as well? We just go around beating. <laughs> yeah, beating you just up. go around beating everyone up. Yeah, yeah like if you were, if you were the Manhunter, it was the same principle of that yeah. of mob mob. But when you found someone. You have to. You would have to beat them up yeah. until they said manhunt, yeah, and then they if they you? said manhunt, they were on your team then. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I I I look we back played. at that and think, what a mad fucking <laughs> fucking game that yeah. was. And it used to be quite rough. Yeah, it was quite rough. fun though. <laughs> just, just yeah, it was a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it play. now. But yeah. well, let's do it now. Let's go play manhunt next weekend. <laughs> That'll be our, our end of season three. We played yeah. the game manhunt. Yeah. Guess what? We fucking hated it. <laughs> So they blown up the uh, Magdalene. Also, that was the other thing I was going to say. I was going to say, how dumb are the 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 Armada? They always get set on fire. Isn't that what like the British did when they came close to England? They set off a uh, little bunch of small boats. A, di- a different Armada, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think they, you know, they're probably looking through the telescopes, going, ah, a couple of logs with heads on. I mean, that <laughs> looks pretty fucking real to me. Yeah. But also, what do you think? Why are they fucking driving right next to me, like mm. right towards me? That doesn't imagine seem like by a that good time. naval. Imagine thing. those boats are so big, they're so hard to turn around fast. So if it if that's yeah, really happened, exactly. I think that's late. what it was. Is we're we're thinking that they just like yeah. uh, set out the fucking fireboat. And it was just going there for ages towards yeah. them. It's probably more like there was all these manoeuvres going on. They just yeah. went, right, fucking push it now. Quick, 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 sort yeah. of thing. Right, so anyway, the, uh, the Magdalene was aflame and disabled. Um, and as it was on fire, Don Alonso abandoned his flagship for the safety of the nearby fort, where he continued to issue orders. The Armada's second largest ship, the Soledad, Attempting to distance itself from the flaming Magdalene wreckage encountered a rigging issue, which meant it was going basically adrift without any sort of aim. So a section of the Morgan's crew sort of broke off from their larger flotilla, boarded the ship, claimed it after disposing with the Spanish crew. They ended up then fixing the rigging and then joined the the fight back with their second biggest ship. How the turntables. Oh, exactly. 
never bet against the Welsh apart from like almost every other <laughs> historical encounter, but apart apart from this one. Yeah. Um, but with the balance shifted in Morgan's favour, he, his captains and crews sunk another Spanish vessel. But despite having tipped the scales, Morgan still needed to find a way to pass the re-weaponised fortress. The re-weaponised fortress now, after having the guns replaced, it was fully capable of like decimating uh, a flotilla like what Morgan had. So there was no way of, of going past it by force. So Don Alonso refused to treat with uh, Henry Morgan. But the citizens that were left in Maracaibo um, after what had just happened, you know, with the torture and all that sort of stuff, they were more than keen to negotiate for their lives. So they agreed to pay him 20,000 pesos and 500 heads of cattle if he agreed to leave the city intact. While Morgan was in these talks, his crew salvaged what they could from the burnt-out Magdalene and managed to secure 15,000 pesos from the wreck. Before taking any further action, Morgan distributed his takings from his recent conquests equally between his captains, so that the whole stash wouldn't be lost if they if they had one ship carrying the prize. You know, if that's if that sunk, then that would be everything lost. So he, he he distributed it between all his captains. That's not uncommon with pirates as well, yeah. especially after Bartuvi, because that was yeah. that was the kind of the law. Supposedly, his um, his tally totaled two hundred fifty thousand pesos. And a huge quantity of merchandise that could be sold on. Oh, now I merch. tried to find out. Oh, absolute merch. He's, he's selling merch. <laughs> he's got he's got fucking bad uh, <laughs> Cap, Captain Morgan tees and stuff yeah. like that going. But um, I couldn't find like uh, some sort of inflation calculator or something for like pesos. that for pe- pesos um, that went far back enough. The earliest I can find it is like the uh, there's like a Mexican website that does it back to like 1960, oh. and that was it. Yeah. So that doesn't exactly give us an accurate idea. But to give you a kind of frame of reference um, of what would be worth today, uh, Morgan, uh, Captain Morgan and his crew had previously ransomed a city before this for 100,000 pesos. Yeah. And that was said to be more than the entire agricultural output of Jamaica at the time. Wow. So that's 100,000. He's got almost two and a half well he's got literally two and a half that so it's a fairly it's a big wedge big big wedge so back to getting out of dodge uh morgan noticed the cannons on the fortress were actually facing landward as opposed to towards the sea leading him to believe the spanish were expecting another attack from land just like he'd done before when he um when he stormed the fort yeah so morgan's crew they actually faked a landing of their forces um just before nightfall they sent canoes um, unmanned towards the beach just as the the sun was coming down and so expecting an assault from the surrounding jungle under the cover of night the forces housed in the fort were deployed to repel the army of privateers more again the the cannons at this point were, were faced towards land yeah morgan's fleet raised their anchors but kept their sails tightened up moving slowly they just moved away with the tide once the fleet was out of range of the fortress cannons, they unfurled their sails and escaped back to Port Royal. This was ascribed as showing Morgan's, quote, characteristic cunning and audacity. I mean, the it's audacity a good, of it. It, it is it's a great it's so, move. You can see why swashbuckling and like pirates have such a, uh, a history of fun films and stuff. That just sounded great. And it just, it could yeah, picture like, it so clearly. It's, 
Do you know, like, like the, it's the classic um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And, like, the you know. Pop. Yeah. It's the day almost caught Captain <laughs> yeah. Henry Morgan. Yeah. You know? Uh, and because, like, they're such unwieldy, massive boats, it, like, it is just funny with, like, it, it, it's such an ungainly thing to move around and it just feels so, like, huge. But, like, when once it's done, yeah, you can't if, catch up with them and stuff. If you if you can sneak past someone in a fucking thing Giant, that big, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, it, do you know what I mean? It feels you, you almost... You kind of un- deserve props for, like, being quite and, smart. But. And it also feels like it only should happen in a film. You think, well, how did that happen in real life? Yeah. It's classic. Like, I think that, that's a... Yeah, I, you, even though they're bad people and it's they're clearly... guy on on the fortress you know what I mean like going like have they moved yet it's like no 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 but they yeah. move so little yeah. so slowly that and it's got none of the fine you just see them bobbing on the waves you think that's just them bobbing on the waves like you know not they're going actually fast. getting a bit yeah. getting out of there slowly like, yeah. Yeah. and then um, like they're clearly bad people but it is something really uh, it, there's it's cavalier isn't it and it's like I don't know it, it's very yeah. It's a very and like g- it is bad, and like these things aren't shown in like the romanticized yeah. versions of pirates and stuff. But you, you can see why, you know, at some point someone fucking read something about this and went, "Let's make a movie out of this," because it is it's, it's very movie worthy. Yeah, um, and well, that's the thing. I suppose you can't make they kind of are, aren't they? It's what Captain like all the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff is. It's just these stories we told. Yeah, and it's like you know, with Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, even the worst, the worst in that, you know, like the enemies and stuff, are never shown to be torturers. And it's like, no, but yeah, that, imagine that probably Captain, was a, Jack Sparrow yeah. was like torturing people, <laughs> fucking like, yeah, pulling pulling Elizabeth Swan's fucking fingernails out and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we'd lose a bit of sympathy, wouldn't we? Yeah, be yeah. a bit darker. If it said Orlando. Oh, oh, witty Jack. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be having, like pulling out their teeth and stuff and ramming them in. It'd be a bit, yeah. yeah it'd lose its charm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can't move on to the next wait. scene, mate. We just hurriedly <laughs> beat can't, some children. Can't wait for Pirates Caribbean too. I hope we fucking skull someone <laughs> next next <Yeah>. one. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically the story of it. But sort of um, just to cap out, right? And uh, it, it sort of leads into. Um, Actually, the first episode we did where he attacks Panama City. But back in the day, these pirates or privateers, as they were called them, under the employment of the crown, could attack enemy vessels at sea, but they were not allowed, actually, to attack uh, settlements on land. Unless uh, it was evident that an enemy country were themselves attacking a settlement. So you were allowed to intervene in in that situation. So... Captain Morgan, he he knew that this was the rule, right? And he basically attacked these Spanish settlements, uh, even though there was no, because they were already Spanish. There was no, there was no conquering going yeah. on by the Spanish at this point. But he just he he claimed that the Spanish were afoot, and you know there was armies there, and he he was doing his best to sort of subdue them. But that's uh, modified. I I was on about the um the governor of Jamaica. He didn't believe him for a second. Even it's just from the one we just discovered then. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. So this, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the repercussions of this now, what he did, um, that Sir Modiford, even though they were quite close friends, he um, didn't believe him. He gave him a, a, a firm telling off, basically, and he revoked his letter of marquee. So that meant, meant that he, he didn't have a free pass anymore to attack Spanish vessels and, and loot them and all that sort of stuff. He was an actual pirate now, so... Even the English crown would be after him, technically. Oh. 
so aside from this slap on the wrist, though, uh, Morgan and his crew were not charged with any form or crime um, by the English Crown. And uh, the money that Captain Morgan got from this, he actually invested in more plantations in Jamaica, which is where he ended up retiring in the end. But this is kind of what led to the Panama City thing then, because the Panama City thing was like a an unprovoked, that was him as a pirate, not a, a privateer. And that's what got him sort of um, locked in chains and stuff. I mean, he didn't get executed or anything like that. He, he came back to, I think we covered this in the episode, but he came back to Britain as a hero, essentially, yeah. like a sort of very yeah. Well, they used to romanticise yeah, yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They thought him was a fun swashbuckler, didn't they? Yeah, and, and he got he got away with it, and he essentially just lived his life out in, in Jamaica as a yeah. like, plantation. He's, he's, owner, I, think, I think, yeah, he was a count, yeah. a, a, a chant, uh, like a mayor or something. Lieutenant lieutenant yeah. governor, I think, was the, yeah, the governor, station. I don't know what exactly what that entails, yeah. entails, but yeah, he owned a lot of land, made a lot of money, he lived a very nice life, but he only lived to like 50, 52, 53, something like that. So he wasn't uh, he wasn't a long lived guy, but he uh, I mean yeah. the later the latter high uh, part of his life was lived in you know very very much comfort, but uh, yeah that's that that's the story of his uh, his exploits around Lake Maracaibo Maracaibo I assume and Lacaba slash Gibraltar. Um, is that the two of them put together? Is that yeah yeah? So they they they, they, they they he was doing it in like a, a whistle a whistle stop tour. No, that, the, yeah, that kind of lake. those stories um, definitely add plumes to his like his. That's such a nerd thing to say, but that that was uh, I, uh, you appreciate why he was so good because that's class. That was a real good little. Uh, um, that's the thing. Really Panama that. was good. Don't we wrong. Like, the battle on Panama is like sort of shows his um, his cunning as well, doesn't it? But I yeah. remember I, I I read this and I thought. Ooh, that's quite a good one. As well, this well, feels more like, like swindling the, everyone. Do, do you know when in a movie you have like the the main one, then you have the the prequel, and then it's like yeah. how they became to where they are. And this definitely feels like that fits that because it's like smaller oh, yeah, scale. You definitely, your, uh, Henry Morgan reborn. Yeah, and yeah. Then go back to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's him. And also, it's, um, it's one of those ones where he didn't he swindled people without resorting to like uh, torture aside. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, getting past getting past the fortress, yeah. he didn't yeah. do by like slaughtering people. It yeah. was like it was. That's what I mean, you know, was, you have like the the big budget one where you have the fight in Panama, where it's like mm. a massive battle. But this one here is um, the stealth mission, which is I think equally as cool. And I think it's a uh, yeah, it is. Um, and I, I think thanks to it being more modern, you have proper accounts of it, and you have like two countries who are at war with it. I think it's a uh, it's slightly different to what we normally cover, where you you. you fill in the gaps a little bit yourself where this year's uh uh it's always the um it's just the thing with me it's like the the internal contradiction in that like i'd say especially after recently reading all the celtic stuff i that is such an interesting part of history to me and i love medieval wales as well um but it's and and this is great as well don't be wrong but it's it's almost inverse in how much i can read about it because in the pirate age there's loads to read about. It's tons. Yeah. Medieval age, there's 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 quite a bit, but you know the Welsh weren't great at it. No. And then like Celtic is fucking nothing. No. And it's almost like the yeah. most interesting part I find. It has the least to read. Yeah. So it's um. Although I did, I really yeah, enjoyed. I really enjoyed the pi- this pirate one. I think the pirates have a certain allure because it's weird. It feels like pirates, mate. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. Like the pirates are. It's, they're kind of because they they don't have land. It's not like. Um, it's away from Wales, and I think that's what's quite interesting. We don't normally talk about stuff that's happening away from Wales. And also, it's um, 
it's a whole different dynamic in terms of like their battlefield is yeah. a different animal completely isn't yeah it, from uh, and i think from the scary field somewhere like I'd, I'd like I'd hate to like whenever you play computer games. I never like being in a plane or a tank. I like being on a person, mm. so you can like if you need to hide for a second, you can hide. Whereas if you're on a big boat on the water or in like a tank or something, you can't hide yeah. and you're at the mercy of someone else operating it. And imagine being on a boat when everything's going awful. And, and you get like, like you know like yeah, even if you like your option, if you went man, this is getting a bit much. Yeah. I'll fucking just jump off <laughs> jump, yeah to where mate yeah. like, you can't fucking swim forever like you gotta fucking no. you gotta get somewhere yeah but, like some of these battles and um, i know a lot of them happen like uh, the ones we've talked about certainly excuse me happen like quite close to land yeah i say relatively close I but still you there. couldn't swim there but no but if no. you do you but then other ones there. other other fights happen like not particularly with henry morgan and barty maybe but like they happen in the middle of the fucking ocean yeah. Mad, you can't. It's so stupid. What are you going to do there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I think it should be so. I think the sea is scary anyway, and I think it's like it's the place I'm least comfortable. And I think I'd be, oh, I'd be, it'd be a shite, scary yeah. bit. But in born thalassophobics rise up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, well, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. So thank you for enlightening us with well, another tale. Um, it's a anything nice little to, one for Cappy Morgs. Yeah, yeah. The, we we you did mention there's some others, but they weren't as interesting. So we might do another one. We on might him, do another episode. We might do a little Captain Morgan three because he, he took him as I mentioned before. He was coming off this this story I said was coming off the back of his um, capture of a city called Portobello. Yeah, and he did another one before that, so we might like combine those, make a little Cappy Morgan three. Maybe I don't know. We're yeah. doing it in like reverse chronology, but like yeah. yeah who cares we'll do the final part of the trilogy the, the difficult mm. third album um, well dear from Alan Grander <laughs> drop us a message drop us a five star um, anything else we need to say um, we're Tales for Wales podcast so. on Instagram yeah. Tales for Wales on Twitter um, and yeah thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you again soon keep watching guys yeah dear from Alan dear from Alan dear from Alan dear from Alan